Good evening, everybody. My name is Lane Winsett. I'm a national consultant with Ambit Energy. I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. We're so excited to have a very exciting guest on our business builder call with Ambit Energy. Of course, this call is held every Sunday night uh, for you to be able to plug in, to learn, and to get some quality training uh, with our companies from some of the top leaders in our company. And we have one of the top leaders with our company that is uh, somebody who is an executive consultant. He's uh, won the award with uh, Ronnie Kirkland, which is a very distinguished award. I, I believe one of the most distinguished awards that we give out uh, in our company. Uh, he's been with the company for many years. Uh, he's a very close friend of mine and uh, a staunch leader, somebody I, I know that leads from example uh, and has done a tremendous job in the field in helping not only his own organization, but also others reach a high level of success. At, at this time, I'd like to welcome uh, Jeff Rollins. Jeff, are you there? I am, Lane. Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Really excited to have you on the call. Well, thanks Thanks for having me. Appreciate uh, the invite and uh, honored to be uh, on the call with you. Um, and uh, excited about uh, just uh, talking about our great business, Ambit Energy. Yes, I understand you're going to be giving us some information on really allowing yourself now permission to win. I think that's a very interesting topic. I think it's something that people uh, need to kind of get their head wrapped around because sometimes uh, they get down in the dumps and they, uh, you know, they, uh, you know, they get in a rut and the rut's a grave with the ends kicked out, so to speak, and they need a shovel. And uh, you're going to give them a shovel and give them some positive thinking tonight and some uh, ideas and uh, some strategies in order to do that. And I'm really excited to hear what you're going to share with everybody. Well, yeah. And, and you know, it's, um, we get on these calls and I think what happens is we assume that everybody uh, knows who we are, but um, I guess our goal would be that each week or each month or whenever you, you train or get on a call like this, um, I think it's important that we, um, that we assume that there are people that don't know us and, and that's a good thing, right? I mean, we want uh, fresh people that are excited about our business to get into the business. Um, they have expectations of uh, their success. You know, we speak um, about something called our why and why would we get into a business like this? I think that was really the staple of, of, uh, of our business was um, just identifying why you would participate um, in a business, why you would start a business. I mean, everybody has a business plan. Um, yeah, I've been in business for 35 years. Um, I was in construction and construction management for many years. I'm a real estate investor. Um, and, you know, obviously in Abbott Energy for the last 13 and a half years. Um, and, you know, businesses have uh, challenges like life have challenges. And, um, you know, I think it's important to know that there's people that might be on this call and you can hear about all their success and you can hear about uh, different awards and accolades. But the question is, is I think what you have to ask yourself, are you willing to do uh, what they went through and endure uh, different things in, in their business and in life uh, and come out the other side? Um, and I think you'd have to think that anybody that's received an award in this business, there's a story behind that award. Uh, there's perseverance, there's uh, trials and tribulations, there's challenges, there's, you know, things that happened uh, in their business uh, that weren't so positive. And, um, you know, I believe that the difference between winners 
and uh, losers, I, I don't like to lose that term, but maybe just lack of success and success is um, not, not the person's personality uh, in sense, not the person's uh, effort. Uh, sometimes it just has the, the chance to overcome the fear um, of after you fail. And, um, you know, we all face failures. And I think the, where it first starts in my, my life, uh, in my personal life, in my business life, is learning uh, the art of forgiveness. And just forgiving ourselves uh, for things that we do wrong, uh, things that we screw up, uh, things that, uh, that maybe we just don't act in, in the proper way um, out of uh, maybe inexperience or out of anger or out of our own fears, uh, our own insecurities. And, um, you know, forgiving others is a, is a big deal, but I think forgiving ourselves for things that we've done wrong. Um, so don't, don't just keep reminding ourselves of those things as we move forward in our business. Um, and I know, Lane, with your experience uh, as a great leader in network marketing for over 30 years, uh, I'm sure you've experienced some of those things yourself uh, in, in, you know, failure and maybe a delay in forgiving yourself uh, and moving on. Well, absolutely. I mean, the, the key is, is, as you have stated in the past that I've heard from your training, is it's all about getting back up, you know, and uh, really recognizing that um, when you're beat down, you've got to get back up and uh, persevere and give yourself um, the ability to uh, get back in the game. And that takes really, once again, refocusing on what is your uh, mission, purpose, and cause in life. In other words, what's, you know, if you had Aladdin's lamp or a crystal ball and you could rub on Aladdin's lamp or sprinkle the magic dust on your life, uh, you know, that's the, the catalyst, if you will, um, that allows you to have what I call the Superman cape that you put on that you say, okay, I'm, I'm going to get back in the game, but you got to have that dream and that vision and that, that desire uh, to reach some of the both materialistic things that you might want to accomplish, but also some of the things that may not be um, materialistic, uh, more, more philanthropic, if you will, things that you might want to accomplish with your life. I mean, we're all, the way I look at it, we're all dying at 60 seconds a minute. You know, we don't get a big, another chance. So really the most valuable asset that we have is time. Um, and I think we do beat ourselves up. I think uh, not only do we beat ourselves up, but in, of course, in network marketing, as you know, you know, everybody's got a baseball bat and they want to beat you back down where they're comfortable with you in that little box uh, that I call the box of mediocrity that people um, want to stay in because it's warm and fuzzy and comfortable and, you know, it's, uh, you know, got a big old sofa in it. You can sit on it and watch television, but <laughs> you got to step outside the line and cross the line and get out of that comfort zone, you know, and pick yourself back up and get back in the game. And so um, that's kind of my input of, of of, of I think what it takes to uh, to forgive yourself and get back in the game, you gotta you know sprinkle that magic dust on yourself and find your why, as you talked about. Uh, absolutely, and um, you know, if there, guys, if there's a delay in me answering Lane or or coming back on, it's because I'm taking vigorous notes uh, of a guy that that has been in, in network marketing for 30 years and has created. Uh, you know, literally hundreds of people that have become financially independent. Um, you know, I, I, I was thinking about this tonight. Everybody on this call, uh, 
you know, everybody has, hopefully has something that they answer to has a, a spiritual, uh, a, you know, being, um, you know, my, my belief is in Christ. That's, that's what I follow. And, and, and just really the baseline of that is, is forgiveness. And I think, uh, another thing that we need to recognize being in a network marketing company, um, and learning to forgive ourselves and to give ourselves permission to move on is also realizing that we are leading, um, a army of wounded people. Uh, you know, people that come into the network marketing world, um, you know, I, I think a very large majority of them uh, could very well be coming off a, a, a situation in their life that has wounded them, uh, a failure in life, a failure in relationships, um, uh, a, a failure that just puts them themselves in a position where their confidence is knocked down and they could be a little fragile. And I think uh, the faster we can get good at recognizing and finding out and building relationships, you know, they say, you know, people, uh, you know, aren't going to do what you, if you ask them to do and, and want them to do until they find out that you care about them and, and that you, that you love on them. Um, so, you know, this business is about energy and it is about, uh, that's how our revenue is driven to the business, but it's a relationship business and it's building relationships um, and putting ourselves in a position where we can get into other people's worlds by asking questions and asking what their why is and asking what drives them uh, so that we can remind them uh, when, when something like this that we're talking about happens. Like if you know someone in a small, intimate way, um, you find out their why, you find out what drives them, you find out about their kids, you find out a little bit about their family by asking questions. When they do encounter a challenge, you know, even if they come in a, a high, but then they have something happen in their business or in their life, that uh, we can be close enough to them in relationship that uh, we can either challenge them um, or we can comfort them. And, uh, you know, I'm a big advocate. I, I coached basketball for 23, 24 years, and uh, I haven't done that in a long time. And I was never a, a superstar basketball player. I was an ice hockey player, and I used basketball as training. But I was asked uh, this year um, if I would jump in and uh, coach a varsity girls basketball team at a Christian high school. And I was told the team wasn't that good, and um, they really needed somebody to do it. Um, but I didn't realize how bad they were. And I know none of them are on the call tonight and I love them. And, but they're basically a junior varsity team that is playing in a varsity level. And there's not a lot of skill there and they're just really great kids. So I need to adjust and I need to quickly learn who they are and, and what they're there for so that, so that I don't hurt their feelings or I don't hurt their pride by asking them to do things that they just might not be ready for. And I don't know, Lane, if in your experience, you know, sometimes I think we might ask um, people to do things because we're so much further ahead of them in the business that we don't start with the basics um, and asking them just to do the things that their level is at. Well, I wanted to touch on one thing that I, that my mom used to always say, you know, I, she'd always say, you know, Lane, um, and I, I kind of get emotional here thinking about her. Uh, she says it's okay to get angry, you know, as long as you channel that anger in the right direction. That people who get angry at their situation in life, when 
things really get tough and you tell yourself, look, you know, I got to pay these bills and the tough road to hoe and uh, how am I going to do it? You know, uh, how am I going to pay these bills? And there's a lot of people that come into our business that that's where they're at, man. They're, you know, they're on their knees praying, you know, God, bring me something, you know, that I could do mm. that'll help me to, you know, to get through it. And uh, I think the two greatest gifts that you can give to somebody is your personal faith and belief in, in, in God and a business opportunity. One saves your soul. The other saves your pocketbook, if you think about it. <laughs> and so, you know, there is no greater story or greater message that you can give somebody other than your faith when you actually share the ambit opportunity with somebody because it has the ability just like when you share your faith to absolutely change the course and the direction of their life forever forever and um, I'm just so proud to be a part not only of ambit but also in this industry you know a lot of people look negatively towards the MLM or direct sales industry. And this is an industry that has revolutionized and changed so many lives and made an impact because people that normally don't have that opportunity because of education or talent or ability can come into our business. They don't have to be a college degreed person. I never went to college. Um, you know, there's a lot of highly educated, unemployed people with sheepskins on the wall that, um, you know, haven't made as much money as a lot of people in our industry. So the key, the key here is more than anything, it's, I, I, what, I guess really what I wanted to say is it's okay to get mad at your situation. And that anger, as long as you're channeling it in a positive way, can really go far to motivate you to take action and do what you have to do no matter what the circumstances are, whatever, whatever the encumbrances are, you know, that you may think is Mount Vesuvius that you're having to climb at this point in time. Because when you have a financial vehicle that you can step in, that you can take around the track and take the checkered flag, and you have a supportive team of people like Jeff and myself and other leaders in the corporate team as well as the field team, you know, you can't go wrong. And that's, I guess that's what you're saying I know that we have a lot of seasoned leaders here tonight, but we also have, I know, some people that, you know, have maybe just stepped off into that arena of, of network marketing and uh, are being with our company. And maybe you're not that, you know, they don't have their sea legs yet. Well, it's first of all, it's okay um, to get mad at your situation as far as I'm concerned to to take the helm and change course in a new direction towards personal independence and financial freedom. I mean, that's really what you're doing. You're, you're grabbing a hold of that helm and you're able to steer uh, towards a goal. And that's once again, personal goals and, and, and daily goals and, and picking yourself up by the bootstraps and getting excited about, you know, your future. And, and I know there's a whole lot of stuff going on in the world right now. It's a whole bunch of spilt milk all over the floor and, we're trying to mop it up and, you know, you can get caught up in all of that as well. But um, anyway, I don't mean to ramble on, uh, but I, I get a little emotional when I think about how my mom used to say, Lane, you know, it's okay to, it's okay to get mad. Just channel that anger, you know, channel it and, and it'll, and, and it'll all turn out good. 
you know, so she was right. Well, that's, that's, that's awesome. Landon. That reminds me um, of something that John Maxwell said um, with being angry. You know, John Maxwell, before he was a renowned author uh, and, and an amazing speaker, he was a pastor at one of the largest churches in the United States. And, and he, um, he said, you know, give yourself permission to be angry um, and to, to, to take that anger and whatever you have to do, have, have your party, your pity party, they call it, um, maybe go into isolation for a little while, but always have a, a, a planned way out. Always put a, a time limit on, on that, that, that time that you're going to be angry. Um, and then going back to what I, I, I started with is, is learn to forgive. Uh, you know, forgiveness is healing. Uh, forgiveness is the baseline of, 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 of the belief that I believe in. Um, if there was no forgiveness, there wouldn't be any, uh, you know, anything when it comes to Christianity um, in my world. I mean, it's just the baseline. But I think, you know, the last thing I kind of wanted to touch on this topic was um, also it's important to learn from our mistakes um, and without analyzing them and out, without processing them and forgiving um it's really hard to learn from them and uh you know i learned a, a a very valuable lesson uh from my kid's mom you know and you know we're we're not together um but you know, very smart lady and you know she's the mother of my kids um but she suffered for a very 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 long time with with serious mental health issues uh and health issues and um you know what i learned from that was just there's two types of, of, of people or, or just ways to handle uh, traumatic things that happen in our life. Um, and you can see it. Some people, uh, they, it's so traumatic that they really have a difficult time getting out and they need help. And they, that's what therapists are for, pastors and uh, other loving people come up beside of them. Um, and they just, they just keep repeating over and over the narratives and the stories um, and they run the negative over and over and over again. And I was reading a, a book one time when it talked about how it actually, they put themselves in a position where they're actually uh, experiencing the traumatic or the trauma over and over again, because they're running it through the subconscious mind. And that was powerful uh, when, when I read that. But, he, but other ways to handle it is to use it, like Lane had just mentioned, um, is, is channeling that anger or channeling that trauma into a victory story where that it becomes part of your testimony and it becomes part of your story going forward. You know, every good book about a traumatic situation um, is so it doesn't end up being a horror flick is, is, a, is a positive ending, is a recovery. Um, and once you recover, I really truly believe that then you become a testimony for others that are going through the same thing. And that's what we deal with in this business. You know, it's, it's a, it's a business of trials and tribulations. Nobody started an expert in, in network marketing. And as we learn and we grow and we experience things, we become familiarized with those. And then when our team makes the same mistakes, we can be quickly to correct. We can be quick to, to share our personal testimonies our why in this business or a testimony when it comes to maybe your, your walk with your faith. But the testimony is not for you. The testimony is for others to learn 
and to draw from so that we can help them to skip some of the mistakes and skip over um, some of the rough roads, not to coddle them too much, but just to, to help them to get by some of the rocky roads. I totally agree. As far as what I hear you telling me is, is that, you know, get rid of the baggage and your load's going to be a lot lighter. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's through forgiveness. You got to forgive yourself. You got to forgive everybody. Get rid of the baggage. Don't throw all the bricks out of your backpack, you know, where you can make your load a little lighter. I'm going to switch gears on you because I know you want to talk about building your business in new markets. And you have been out there kind of like Sherman going into Atlanta and planting your flag and you've done that <laughs> and uh, I know that's something that is that people want to hear about because it's so critical to understand kind of the dynamics when you when you make you know you step out there and you say hey I want to go and you know kind of explore a new territory well you know I, from my experience I know that you you know when you're when you're a pioneer you step on all the landmines and you get all the arrows in the back but you do get all the gold and all the real estate at the end of the day, if you end up living. <laughs> so tell us. how. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, myself and executive consultant, Jay Emma, we're kind of running buddies. And, um, you know, when I, I was thinking about this today, Lane, and it, it's very interesting. Now, guys, I was not an expert in network marketing. This is my first really run at network marketing back when I was 20 years old. Um, 22 years old, I had a little little short stint with a great company uh, called A.L. Williams uh, that became a company called Primerica, and a very successful network marketing company. But the leader of that company uh, was a gentleman called Art Williams. And Art Williams, anything you can get your hands on by that individual, um, and he wrote a book called Push, Pushing Up People by, by Art Williams. And uh, if you... What's that, Lane? I didn't mean to interrupt you. He, he just, I, I ditto that. What a speaker from Cairo, Texas. He's, I mean, Georgia. Unbelievable speaker. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, if you can just get any anything you can get your hands on um, from Art Williams. Uh, I have the book in front of you called Pushing Up People. It's, 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 it looks, it, it looks very similar to my Bible. You know, very, very used, very pages turned and bent back, um, and just a ph phenomenal guy. And, um, you know, so when I came into this business, I realized, you know, uh, back in 2010, I was coming off, I was that, uh, that wounded soldier, uh, the, the, uh, had a very successful run in the construction, construction management, uh, owned millions of dollars of real estate when I was 22, 23, 24. And by the time I was 27, 28, uh, lost millions of dollars in real estate. You know, it's funny how sometimes those things happen. You know, if you can gain stuff and you don't have, uh, you, you get caught right in the right timing, sometimes you can acquire something that you don't really know how you got it. You just will, you were maybe lucky or you, but that's your experience. And so when I got into Ambit Energy back in 2010, the market crashed, the subprime mortgage mess happened. I was in bed with some very large companies in the construction world, and a lot of them went down, and I lost a lot of money. Uh, I just sent my oldest daughter to college. She was at you know a $45,000 school a year, and promised her the world, and was going to let her, you know, fulfill her dreams of being a special ed teacher. And 
she was playing lacrosse in college, and I was losing sleep at night wondering how I was going to pay for this college because the market had crashed. And when I got into Ebon Energy, this, this, this rocket ship had just taken off. You know, 2010, named the number one fastest growing company uh, by Inc. Magazine, private health company, $324 million in revenue. Uh, uh, the cover of Inc. Magazine, 20,000% uh, growth. Jerry Thompson Jr., the icon that was part of the 7-Eleven and then Caprock Communications and Chris Chambliss. The story was there. Great leaders like Lane Winsett and Steve Thompson and all these guys. And I just hopped on the ship and the ship exploded into the sky. And they expanded into New York and they expanded into uh, New Jersey and Pennsylvania and different states. And I just was just caught up in it and smart enough and had great leaders just to just to grab onto the shirt tails of these guys and it and it and, it, and I was successful. Um, because not because of what I knew in network marketing, uh, it, it's because I just got caught in, in an amazing, amazing growth. And the company went from $324 million to $1.2 billion in about a six-year period of time. So from really about a four-and-a-half, five-year period of time from when I got in. And it was exciting. But, you know, it's amazing when you get caught up in something like that. Um, and then, you know, growing pains happen and challenges happen and different things happen in markets. And you realize that you don't really know as much as you thought you know. Um, and going into new markets is kind of similar to that. You know, listen, that's the one thing I learned about the energy business, the only constant in this business is change. And, and there's a lot of things that have changed since the day I came into this business in 2010 to today in the sense of way energy is sold and the way it is hedged and the way that we could be competitive against the incumbents and they're propped up by the government. I'm not going to bore you with that stuff because I'm not a technical guy, but all I know is what it does is it exposes your weakness at times. So going into new markets um, where that um, I can't be my own customer in my own market. So I have to go elsewhere. So the closest market that I have to me right now, about two and a half hours, three hours away in Pennsylvania. Um, and, you know, we started to market up there. Uh, that market at one point, we were running some pretty big trains. We were doing some cool stuff. But, you know, I don't know anyone there. Uh, so we're building, uh, and we're building in, in what we'd consider a cold. We're not a cold market business. You know, when you build organically in Ambit Energy, you want to build through people's warm markets, through uh, a large sphere of influence, somebody that, that is, uh, you know, what, uh, what Lane Winsett calls a blue marlin. You know, you're looking for somebody that, that has all the keys, right? Has, has you know, a successful uh, surroundings and maybe business, has a great sphere of influence, maybe uh, some kind of popularity in politics or business or some kind of industry or sports. So how do you find those people? Um, how do you identify those people when you're looking for them? Now, I mean, Lane, you always talk about finding the, the blue marlins. Uh, you know, give us a little insight uh, on when you're into a new market um, and you're looking for that, that, that person with influence in your experience. Um, you know, I'm, I'm taking notes as I'm, as I'm training here. Um, you know, how do you experience that yourself? Well, I have kind of a philosophy on expansion, um, you know, and I, I look at it two different ways. I call it 
bonfire builders and fire starters, you know, um, you know, like for new people that are in the business, it's okay. If you have a center of influence in a different marketplace and it's a warm market lead and you know, the person you went to college with them or, you know, you're running buddies or whatever, and you can pick up the phone and call those people and they're in a different market and you feel like they might be able to help you in that market. And the fact that they're, you know, a talented person, uh, then more power to you, have them on your list, squeeze the lemon on the list and, and call them, you know, but I'm going to give you kind of my ideas here of how over the years I've looked at building um, both locally, regionally, and nationally, and even internationally. Uh, and once again, I've, I've isolated it to bonfire builders and fire starters, okay? As a new person, my suggestion is always become what I call a bonfire builder. And what I mean by that is that if you build a bonfire in your backyard where you're in control, your time management is there, where you can go and, um, you know, either plug into existing meetings uh, that are there, uh, our company overviews, or you're in an environment where, let's say, you don't have leadership, but you're able to do one-on-ones or two-on-ones, or your upline is in that general geographic area, it's much better to establish yourself and really build hard in, let's say, a, a, a 10-mile radius of where you live um, and, and really focus in on your prospecting efforts and your, and your time and your effort and your energy building the hottest bonfire that you possibly can in your backyard. Because what will happen is um, those sparks that come up from the bonfire, if you've ever been, you know, out hunting, uh, deer hunting or wherever, and you built a big bonfire, you know those sparks come up out of the bonfire and they can set other fires ablaze. And that's where once you're starting that bonfire on a local level and you have more control and your time management is there, then it gives you the ability to tap into people who whether with that are locally that have centers of influence in other parts of the country that are warm market people and those little fires will spread uh, and then you can follow up and by that time you've made some money in our business to be able to financially be able to go out and do what I call the fire starter part of the business and the fire starter the part of the business is a lot of people make this mistake uh, they come in the business, they get all excited, um, and they go out and try to uh, start little fires in a bunch of different markets. And what you have to do, and I'm not saying that that won't work. I'm saying that it's a tough road to hoe uh, because what happens is, is let's say you go and you, and I'm just going to use Texas as an example. Let's say you go out and you 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 live in Houston and you're you're going to go out and start a fire in. Uh, Dallas, or you start a fire in Amarillo, and you start a fire in East Texas, and you start a fire down in the valley. Well, there's nothing wrong with that, but a lot of times what happens is you'll go and you'll blow on that fire, and by the time you blow on the other one, and you're now working on the one over in another area, and that one goes out, and you find yourself like a dog chasing your tail, and that can be a problem uh, because you can get frustrated, and, 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 and every time you think you've got something going, um, you know, it, it ends up going out. And so, um, but that doesn't mean that if you have a big, powerful center of influence in different marketplaces, that you shouldn't try to, to, to start those fires uh, in those different markets. So it's a yin and a yang. You have to kind of float like a butterfly and sting like a bee, be like Muhammad Ali. You know, you've got to judge yourself to figure out, okay, 
what's going to be best for me? You know, if you've got a job and you're working your job uh, eight to five and, and you're working Ambit on a part-time basis, look at Ambit as a way to make that migration over into it as a full-time career. Um, and by doing that, you want to build in your backyard, right? Because you don't have the ability to hop in your car and drive 200, 300, 400 miles or, or hop on an airplane, you know, for God's sakes. And um, I don't mean to drag this out too far, but as far as your question and answering the question that you had, Jeff, in a new market, if you don't, you have to be able to to be dropped out of an airplane, so to speak, and become what I call a master prospector. And that includes having uh, an effective approach, a cold market approach. If you don't know anybody, you have no centers of influence there in the marketplace at all. You have to have what I call a center of influence. Um, I mean, a market approach to, that allows you to be able to, 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 to the old saying, teach a man to fish, feeding for life. Um, you know, and your your simple approach that you use on people uh, when you talk to them, or you bump into them, or you see or identify those people, um, is something that helps to um, break the ice, make a friend, find common ground. Now, look. Uh, if you're fishing and you were using this analogy of fishing, you can go out in the middle of the ocean and, and not catch a fish. I mean, I've done it many times. You go out in the ocean, you're in a boat, you think, oh, gosh, I'm just going to go out and start fishing and drop a bait and see if I can catch something. But, you know, you could go by a barrier reef and start pulling them in faster than you can bait the hook because fish congregate around a barrier reef and so do people. So my suggestion is always, hey, if you're going to get to a new area, Go to where the fish congregate as people, you know, go to churches, go to sports events, go to um, um, uh, 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 all different types of like your malls, go to shopping uh, uh, events, go to carnivals, go to festivals, go to different places where you have lots of different people. Now, once you're armed with your uh, with your approach and your attitude, right, because you got to have a positive attitude and you're outgoing and you're expressive and you want to be able to meet and greet people then, you know, that's what we do. We're in the people business, ultimately. Yes, we're in the energy business, but it's all about identifying people. And I look for five different things. I look for people that are money-motivated, goal-directed, you know, strong center of influence, people that are, um, that are fired up about, uh, you know, life. They, 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 they want to, um, you know, achieve goals. And then, of course, the, the fifth thing is, the, is they have what I call the glow. You know, and the glow is that, you know, person that you see that's kind of an outgoing, expressive person. So you have to be kind of like an AWACS airplane. You know, you have to be 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, you're, you're on. You're, you're never off. I mean, when you drive through the, the, uh, the McDonald's to get your double cheese or Whopper or your Mac or whatever you're going to get, you know, you're always looking at the person that you're interacting with to ask yourself, you know, how is this person responding to me? Do they have a smile? Are they outgoing and expressive? Do they? Are you picking up an aura from them that shows that they're, uh, you know, they have what I call the glow? And you'll get better and better at this. In other words, and the more and more you you know, you become what I call observance marketing or observance prospecting, what will happen is is that when you have your approach down, you're an effective approach. And what is your effective approach? That's like casting the rod out there and popping the cork a couple of times to see if the fish is going to actually take, you know, the bait. That's what we do when we fish, right? We, we have to be able to cast out there. And 
people get uncomfortable um, when when they try to do it at first because they don't have an effective approach and it comes off of their lips, you know. But here's here's one I use. I'm going to give you one. Hey, if I could show you how you could make a little extra money in the energy business working with me uh, on a part-time basis, would that be something that might be of interest to you? You know, if I could, would you? If I could show you, you know, you can ask anybody that. Hey, you sure seem like a successful person. Let me ask you a question. Telling ain't selling, asking is. So just ask anybody. And, and look, there's only three answers that you're going to get. Yes, no, or maybe, right? And that, then, and yes, and maybe are you batting 66% there over 100. So that's pretty good Vegas odds. So when you're talking to somebody, if they reject you and you get the fear of rejection, that's going to stand in your way of, of you being, um, you know, and you don't want those people in your business anyway if they're going to be a horse's rear end. People, when I say, hey, if I could show you how you can make a little extra money in the in the energy business, would that be something that might be of interest to you? Uh, they're And they come back and they go, you're doggone right, I'm interested. Well, then you know immediately you have a good prospect that they've bitten the, the, the hook. Now, what do you want to do? You're not going to spill your popcorn in the lobby before the picture show and try to sell them right there on Ambit Energy. What you're going to do is you're going to sell yourself, break the ice, make a friend, find common ground, document who they are, document the fact that they're somebody that is interested in, in, in making some money because that's the primary motivation that you're looking for, people who are money motivated, and then find a way that then you can follow up on them, send them to uh, the, your app, on the, on, have them watch the video, set up a time to get together with them one-on-one -on -one where you can get together across from a cup of coffee maybe at a Starbucks or maybe take them to lunch or whatever, but invest time breaking the ice. You know, the first time you meet somebody, they're, they're, they're a stranger. The second time you meet them, they're kind of an acquaintance. But by the third time you meet with them, you know, they should have already been a friend because you've, you've won them over uh, through your personality and your honesty and your integrity and your aura and your enthusiasm that you're projecting. Remember, you know, you, this enthusiasm is what's going to sell. And if you're fired up and excited about life, about your own goals, your dreams, and the things that you want to do with Ambit Energy, people are going to pick that up and they go, I don't know what this guy's got, but I want a piece of it. And that's, that's what they want. You want to give them a little bit of peace for yourself. But you can't go out and get in a gunfight. You can't fish if you don't have an effective approach. So I don't know what approach is comfortable for you, but you got to have it on the back of your eyeballs. Carry around some three-by-five cards. Always have a business card available to where you can drop a business card on somebody. But, you know, pretend like every time you fill out a three-by-five card and you get a lead from somebody uh, that you've, you know, talk to and ask that, if I could, would you question, pretend like that's a $1,000 that you just made, because it really is. Over time, you really did make a 1000 bucks when you got that, yes, hey, I'd be interested in learning more about your business. Then put them in front of what? The story, because that's all we really need to do. We need to put them in front of the story, whether it's a website, whether it's inviting them to a one-on-one, -on -one, a two-on-one, -on -one, a business presentation, whether it's getting them in front of your um, your upline, your downline, your sideline that might be working with you, or maybe getting them to an impending event just like it's coming up here pretty soon with kickoff 2024. I mean, get them in front of this Ambit story. And the story of Ambit Energy should carry the weight uh, if they're interested. Because, look, it's only 75 bucks to get started in this business plus $30 a month to run your business.
where can you go do that in America? I mean, where can you go get and build a million-dollar business like a lot of people have uh, with a $75 investment? So anyway, I'm sorry I, I rambled on there, but I hope that's not a too long of an explanation of <laughs> what you're no, Lane. Lane, uh, I read. I ran out of paper, uh, taking notes, and um, I, I would suggest to everyone. I'm going to make sure, this recording. Um, I'm going to say some good stuff, guys. But what Lane just said is is gold, and you know this should be a training video or recording that everybody listens to. And you know um, what what Lane was talking about. It. I just had a couple things written down for this topic about. You know, some of the types of things that Lane talks about, you know, when we've been going to this area in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and, you know, when you go to an area, uh, you know, you have to join join groups and become part of clubs, you know. Uh, me and uh, Jay Emma uh, have built a relationship with the firehouse. It's a paid firehouse. The guys are always there. Uh, we swung by, and uh, Next week, we're, we're going to start to do a, a once-a-month pizza night at the firehouse. And the guys are into it, and they're going to let us come. We're going to buy pizza for everyone. And we, we told them, that, you know, we want to teach people how to get free energy. And, and just, you know, if any of the guys are around the firehouse, invite your friends, and we're going to teach everyone how to get free electricity. You know, it's just a way to get in the door and talk to them. We go to the same restaurant um, it, it's every time we go there. We met the manager, super guy. And I think what's important is, again, we need to start to read people and, and identify where they're at. So I'll give you one example. This guy, Ryan, he just got into to my business about five, five weeks ago. Uh, but when we first met him, he's the manager of a restaurant. He was engaged to get married. He was about to get married in about five weeks. Um, so getting him engaged um, in the business at that point, where that was the first touch, like Lane had said, you know, you, 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 you hadn't built a relationship yet. So we just kept going back. And, you know, he asked us, you know, what do you guys do? And we said, you know, we're, we're expanding our business in the area. We're looking for some real good people. And um, that, that was it. We didn't say, hey, do you want to get in our business? Do you want to be our business partner? We just did that. And then the next time we went back and the next time, and then, you know, we, we built the relationship. And then, uh, you know, I, I took the uh, the liberty of knowing him a little better. Hey, Ryan, listen, we just watched you over the last four or five uh, weeks here, and you're just a great leader. You just you, your your crew really reacts to you, and you know we're looking for people. Um, could could we show you a little more about what we do? Maybe you could help us and find some people. And we kind of did the indirect approach by not directly trying to recruit him, and. Um, he got into the business because we built a relationship. I, I drove up on a Saturday. He got married, um, and he was ready after that. And we met, and he signed up. And, um, you know, we're, we're, he hasn't fully engaged like I'd like him to. But we keep going back. And now two of the waitresses uh, that wait on us all the time, we can actually help Ryan with his market. He has the connections. We've already cleared it with him. So one of the waitresses keeps coming up and being our waitress and she's going to get into business next week. Cause we, we, we had a conversation and we told her what we were doing and we told her that, you know, Ryan's our business partner and um, she's going to sign up on the right. So we're going to start to build his business for him as he's, as he's busy. Um, and I think another important thing is it's much easier to stay in your lane 
than to try to go into other lanes in the sense of vocation and who you know. So uh, you could drop me out of a helicopter anywhere into a market and I'm going to meet people. I, it's just, I, I know it's, it's a unique talent. I have that, but I'm much better talking shop with guys in the construction business, people in the trades, uh, than I am talking to an accountant or somebody that's an IT guy. So I think it's very important when you're building in these markets to quickly try to stay in your lane um, and find people that you're more relatable to. They'll lead you to the other people and you'll eventually have a team built big enough where um, if I get a guy that's highly intellect and uh, maybe more in the, in the intellect IT guy, my personality might not match with him, but I'm going to have someone on my team that will probably relate to him a lot better. And I think when we start to be able to use each other, JM and I bounce off each other all the time. That's where in our business, I don't hear it talked about enough anymore, called a three-way call where you would get somebody on the call uh, to uh, help you to get somebody to come into the business uh, and get a, you know, just a verification and some credibility. You would find somebody that was vocationally matched with them. So if it was a nurse or if it was an IT guy or an accountant or a construction guy, I mean, anyone on this call, if you have somebody that might be interested in this business and they're anything to do with construction, construction management, actual physical construction, that person and I could talk shop and I could get them on the phone and within five minutes I could say, hey, what are you working on? What kind of project? What's your specialty? Are you a finished mill guy? Or are you a framer? Uh, do you do finish work? Do you do rough stuff? And we could be in a conversation that would bring commonality, com common interest, common conversation that wouldn't even have anything to do with ambient energy. I could build a relationship over the phone with somebody uh, that way. So I think that's just such an important uh, aspect of doing that. Um, and just, you know, getting to know people's background in their industry and staying in the lane and joining B&I groups and drop them by real estate offices. Guys, real estate uh, agents right now, you know, watch the market. Watch what's going on in the industry. This business thrives in it when, when, when the economy isn't thriving in certain areas. You know, in the next, my opinion, the next 16 to 18 months, is going to be a real challenging area in the real estate business. Uh, certain pockets, not counting Texas, but in the Northeast and other areas, um, it's just, it's going to be a challenge. And those people are always looking for a, an opportunity. And the 20%, the 80-20 rule is very, very heavy in the real estate business. So you're going to get 20% of people that are get, go-getters or the type of people uh, the Blue Marlins, like Lane talks about, that are just looking for something. And it's all about timing. If, if Jay didn't call me in the time that he called me, when the building industry had crashed, the subprime mortgage mess happened, and I had my radar out, I was looking. If he didn't catch me then, it might have been a lot more difficult for him to get me in the business. So I think it's also when you're going into these markets, to also know what's going on in this world and in, in our, in like, uh, Lane had said before, there's a lot of spilled milk on the ground right now. But within that spilled milk is gold. Because within that spilled milk are pockets of people that have been displaced or been put in a position where they're looking right now and their radar might be up and open to an opportunity for when their industry is cranking and it's, it's bringing in revenue, they're going to be in the zone and they're going to be boxed in. And no matter how hard you knock on their door, they just might not hear. 
and that would be somebody you would get down the road. So uh, those are my points and my input. Um, what a valuable call to have a guy like Lane Winsett with so much experience. We couldn't be more blessed to have him. Lane, thanks for just uh, kind of assuming this call and um, and just uh, allowing other leaders to come on, but also you know being willing to participate and be in this type of chat because uh, you know I've been blessed to be able to give my insight, but I've also been blessed from uh, everything that you've said too. So thank you. Well, Thank you so much, Jeff. Um, you know, I, I I am just honored to have you on the call, and I do appreciate uh, every I ditto everything that you just said. Uh, one final caveat that I would I would say that the only thing that's going to stand between success and failure for anybody uh, is the fear of rejection, and and the only way that you're going to overcome the fear of rejection is to have have more fear of failure of your own personal goals, dreams, and aspirations until somebody can get to the point to where that that no is not as bad as, you know, them failing at what they really want out of life, uh, then they're not going to go out there. They're not going to break the ice. They're not going to would you take. They're not going to do the things that need to have happen. And so you, you and once again, you got to get mad. You got to get upset at your situation. You got to go Look, enough is enough. This is the, the time is now, you know, and that sense of urgency, and then you know, uh, understand that the fear of rejection. That that once you overcome that, and you do it with an effective approach, because through an effective approach, it's like shooting the basketball coach. And I'm going to call you coach tonight, Jeff, because I, <laughs> as a as a coach, you know that repetition is so critical in throwing that basketball over and over and over and over and over again. And, and, and that's where people, once they practice that approach and they get it down to where it's a reflex of thought, where they cast that rod out there and it doesn't get all entangled, they pop the cork and they land that bait exactly next to the bank and pop it just right. And once you get to that point with your effective approach and ambit energy, just like Jeff said, just like Coach said, you can drop you out of an airplane anywhere with any three five five cards and you'll never ever worry about getting a prospect or finding anybody to build your business okay you will become a master prospector and in closing uh paul j meyer said i'd rather be a master prospector than a wizard of speech and have no one to tell my story to and what he means by mm. that is you world's greatest salesperson but if you're not talking to somebody you're not selling anything so uh, one of the things that's on the table that corporate's got still on the table for us going into kickoff 2024, um, which is going to be the 24th of February, we're so excited about that, is we've got the cab share bonus boost that's still on the table, and that's going to run through December 29th. So it's right there at the halfway mark. We can a little bit more over the halfway mark, but the cab share bonus has been phenomenal. We also have the Jingle Bell bonus. That's another bonus that is going to run through the 31st of December. And then, of course, we have uh, the ECNC reimbursement promotion. That's going to run through the D December 31st. Now, they put all this money on the table. Why? Because it's the holiday season. It's time uh, the company wants us to make those extra dinero dollars, the moolah, the geese, the, 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 <laughs> the, the good stuff. Mm. And uh, 
and there's a lot of people, myself included, that are taking advantage of this, and you need to take advantage of these bonuses. So if you're not registered for kickoff um, and uh, ending tonight, tell them, Jeff, you've been to many, many events, many corporate events. The last kickoff we had, how exciting was that? Well, I'll tell you what, you know, just the venue uh, was amazing. You know, uh, the event is any big event in Ambit Energy, they're world class. They just go all out every time. Um, and, you know, big events are about building relationships in your business so your business can be that regional and global business. You know, when you're in your own little town and you're there, that's great. But the relationships I have, with Lane and with other leaders um, that I know that my business now is in any of those areas because I know that if I found somebody in Texas um, and they're a blue marlin and I need him to talk to someone, I can call Lane and he's going to talk to them for me. Now, we have no financial interest in each other at all. We're not in each other's organization. I'm not downline to him, but I know that he'll help me and I'll help him if there's somebody in Pennsylvania and those are where you build those relationships. But talk about a first-class venue um, out uh, in Arlington, Texas. Uh, I was just out there a couple months ago uh, at a Rangers game, and it's right at the arena where the Rangers baseball stadium is and the AT&T Stadium and, and the hotel um, uh, live at Lowe's, I think it's called. And, um, man, it's just it's – just, it's a first-class event, and if you can get somebody there, what it does is it stretches their vision beyond what you've been telling them. Just you know, fight to get individuals there and just let the, the program and let the event uh, expand their minds, and they're going to come back and do things you never thought that they could do, and you'll probably go there and do things you never thought you could do. Absolutely. It's absolutely a unbelievable uh, facility make sure you get your hotel book go to your power zone you'll learn all about the promotions that are on uh, going uh, that way you can get uh, all of the up-to-date information also remember this call is recorded it is available for you to listen to uh, throughout this next week which would be good because we're going into the holiday season we'll let everybody know that there will not be a call uh, coming up uh, this next Sunday because, of course, it's going to be celebrating uh, uh, Christmas, and, and we want everybody uh, to do do that and be there with their families. So uh, please understand that on the 24th that uh, there will be no call. We, I know uh, Jeff wants to wish you, and I wish you from both of us, a, a very Merry Christmas. And then, uh, of course, I'm going to ask a special favor uh, for everybody listening, and uh, and that is going to be uh, I'm going to do a special call, uh, which is going to be December 31st. That's going to be the um, the New Year's Eve kickoff special uh, for the year, taking Ambit into the new year. We're going to do a call with Zach Wood, uh, senior consultant out of Maine, which is tearing it up up there, a staunch leader, somebody who has really done fabulous things for us up there in the Maine area and also a beloved uh, leader uh, in our company and somebody that we're really excited about where he's going. And Zach and I are going to do a kickoff countdown. Uh, it's not going to be at 12 o'clock at night. It'll be the same time. <laughs> but we're, we're going we're, we're to have a call. We're going to leave the call open. We're going to, uh, you know, celebrate it. And we're going to bring in for about 30 minutes together uh, a countdown and taking Ambit Energy into 
the new year, which is going to be powerful. It's going to be a renaissance year for us, December uh, going into uh, January 2024, and then, of course, into February and the kickoff. So everybody hang tight. I want you to send a shout-out to Jeff Rollins, executive consultant. Jeff, thank you so much for being on the call here tonight. God bless everybody. God bless um, Ambit Energy. God bless America. And you guys have a happy and wonderful uh, Christmas and a happy New Year. I'll see you on the call uh, December 31st to bring in the new year. Let me open this call for you here. Hold on just a minute. Thank you, Wade. Happy Christmas, everybody. Thank you, Jeff. Awesome call, guys. Awesome. Merry Christmas, everybody.